welcome, welcome to. <laughs> yeah, now I messed it up. Let's just go into it. Take hey, two. welcome to Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley Wolf. I'm here with Dustin V. Hello, Jackson. That's me. Uh, Dustin, happy birthday. Oh, thank you, Mitchell. We're recording this on my birthday. What a special podcast this is. It's a very special episode of the podcast. How did you know this is what I wanted? Um, Because we normally do these on Sundays now, but you said we're doing it on Saturday, which I thought weird because it's your birthday, but all right. Oh, yeah. This whole weekend's like super busy, and this is the one time this is going to happen. Okay. So, yeah, we're a little less structured today. We don't have our segments we don't have our, uh, our, our, I don't have notes, even. Oh, wow. This episode doesn't have a number behind it. It has, what? maybe it does, I don't know. I actually haven't decided, <laughs> but I think it won't. <laughs> we'll uh, see where things go. Yeah, uh, Dustin, we both played Return to Monkey Island. We sure did. It was a the, fun time. Yeah, the sixth game in the Monkey Island franchise by Terrible Toy Box. Uh, published by Devolver Digital with licensing from Lucasfilm's Games. Thank you, Lucasfilm Games. Thank you very much, Lucasfilm Games. Um, so here's here's where I'm coming from with this, uh, Dustin. Okay. I know we've got a lot of people who want to listen to our thoughts on it, but don't want to be spoiled by the the episode in terms of what happens in the game, especially things like the ending and... Things like that. So I was thinking for the first half, maybe less than half, I don't know, first section of the episode, we can talk about the game from a non-spoiler perspective. Um, uh, a high-level yeah, high understanding of the game. We can try. I feel like I, I'm, I have to be on my best behavior. I feel like our normal episodes, we don't. We kind of throw caution to the wind. Yeah. We, sometimes we throw spoilers out just right from the get-go so i'm gonna try to resist yeah and then as soon as we can't anymore then we'll just that'll be our cue that we need to go into the next section (laughs) right i'm gonna try my best to give the audience what they want so all together all things said dustin did you like return to monkey island (laughs) i did like it and you know what I'm glad that we waited a little bit longer to record this episode so I could kind of gather my thoughts on it, because I feel like now that I I finished it about a week ago, I think I can say that I like it more now than I did. Hmm. Okay, so what was your feeling coming right out of it? Um, coming right out of it, I was like, yeah, I liked it. Um... Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I, it's a little hard to go into j- without talking about the ending. So I won't say what happens in the ending, but I will say, at first, I feel like my opinion was soured a little bit by it. Okay, but so when we finished the game, or when I finished the game, the ending kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and because of that, I was like, eh, it was good. I don't know where I'd really rank it, but. I think now, after giving it some time and thought, I think I can say this might be my second favorite Monkey Island game. Second to Tails? Yeah, second to Tails. Okay. I was actually also in the mood of thinking it's my second favorite. Maybe third. 
Cool. Yeah, it, it was originally my third. I originally had it after two, but I think the more I thought about it, the more the things in this kind of stuck with me more than two did. Like, yeah. two is a classic, so it, it was... Hot. At first, I was like, well, there's no way it could be better than two, and in ways, it's not. I, I think there's a few ways where it's not as good as two, but at the end of the day, I think, like, the themes this game covers and just, like how memorable the scenes are, I do think I'd put it over 2. I still think 2 is my favorite, uh, and Mm -hmm. then I would put Return after that. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. That's cool, I like that. Uh, I like that we both liked it a good, a a fair amount. I liked it it a fair amount. There's a lot of... um, More than any other Monkey Island game... Except potentially escape, because we both don't know <laughs> about that. <laughs> uh, but more than any other Monkey Island game, this game feels like it retreads the most. Um, yeah, it, it it's it's not a retelling of the first game, but there's a lot of stuff in the the first game that you'll see again. Um, mm-hmm. Especially locations, especially locations, characters. some characters. Yeah, um, it, it's sort of set up like a mirror of that first game. And you know what? I think that if it did what it was trying to do in a way that promoted more new experiences, more entirely new thoughts and ideas and places and characters, um, I might like it more than two. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it is a little bit down in the rankings for me. Just because I'm not seeing as many new cool ex- uh, places to explore and, uh, you know, memorable things as I have in the other Monkey Island games. Right. I totally get that. Um, I kind of feel the same. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like it kind of works better here than it could have. Like, you have a bunch of returning characters and locations, but it never really... To me, it doesn't feel like it's just rehashing stuff. It feels like exactly what it is. You're coming back here and seeing these characters after a long period of time. Yeah, it's um, it's one thing to think about it as Monkey Island 6 or another to be just like Donkey Kong Country Returns of Monkey Island, which I think it yeah. is. Um, and it's got its own things going on, just like Donkey Kong Country Returns does, but like returns doesn't really set aside its own identity insofar as things beyond being a remix of the original game mm-hmm. um which is fine I, I i think it worked out and i think that in terms of what people have been waiting for it's very hard to imagine it being any other way than it was <laughs> um, yeah i th- yeah. i think what makes it work here better than it does for Donkey Kong Country Returns? And I do like Donkey Kong Country Returns, but I do agree it it kind of retreads a little too much to really stand out for me. But I think what makes Return to Monkey Island work better is, you know, like I said, we're it's been a while since we've been here. So you are seeing these characters and locations, but things have changed. Things are not... You're kind of seeing how time has affected these characters, uh, the locations you're going to. Uh, so I, I think it does it in an interesting way. Whereas 
you know, Donkey Kong Country Returns doesn't really have that much of a story, so it really doesn't go beyond, here's the jungle again, here's, uh, here's the cave levels again. And it does it in its own way, but I do think because Monkey Island is a series that focuses more on story, uh, it works in this context better. Yeah, and it's definitely, it uses that fact to, to, uh, to tell the story and to hit the themes that it's going at. If it was entirely new stuff, I don't think it would have worked. Um, so there is, there is probably a needle to thread, but I still, I still was thinking the whole time, like, I'm getting a lot of what I've seen before. Um, yeah. Both in the content of it and also in the mechanics of the game. When the terrible toy box team was making Dolores a Thimbleweed Park mini adventure, um, they were they did a podcast talking about the develop of that development of that. It's just like a, a little side story of Thimbleweed Park, and it um, was apparently developed to test the new verb system that would eventually go into Return to Monkey Island. Mm. Um, the the verb system by the way for people who don't know is the way that you interact in every old school adventure game from lucas arts you click the verb like open then you click the door and then you open the door uh in return to monkey island it still technically exists but instead of you picking the verbs um anything that you hover the cursor over just has the main interact verb that it can that you can use with it and then mm-hmm. sometimes a secondary that you can like right click or use a different button on the controller to hit right um which i i think it worked pretty well what do you think about the the control scheme i think it worked great well so my thing is i played it on the switch rather than on my pc and i feel like the switch kind of has like some issues here and there like being able to click like your cursor doesn't always go to the object you want it to go to mm-hmm. right away but it still worked fine it, i never like got frustrated with it or anything yeah, but i, I, I also feel played like, it on switch i feel like if i had played it like the way it was like a point and click adventure on the pc it might have been a little more smooth but I, I didn't have a problem with it yeah i think that this game really is made for computer first and foremost uh, and the Switch port is admirable. I think it does a great job, but like you're not getting around the fact that the mouse and keyboard is the way to maneuver yourself around this point-and-click adventure game. Yeah, they do a good job of making it work on the Switch, but it's if you want like the way you quote-unquote should be playing it, then probably go uh, PC. Yeah, so the biggest controversy about this game... Uh, maybe outside of some spoilers we'll get to later, is the art style. Mm-hmm. We talked about it before. We We've started our, our very time. famous, successful uh, Twitter campaign, hashtag don't tell Ron. <laughs> How do Tag we feel? your posts. I ended up really liking it by the end, and you know what I think it is? Um, I forget if I brought it up before, but I think the reason I ended up it kind of ended up growing on me as it reminded me of uh, all of the under other reindeer, uh, <laughs> which was a Christmas special made yeah. by uh, Matt Groening. And I really liked that. And this is basically that, but with pirates. Yeah. I, I still think it's not the vibe I would have gone for, but after mm-hmm. living in it for uh, 
however hours it takes to get through the game. I have no idea how long it took me. I don't either. I, I kind of wish uh, it told... So that's the crappy thing about playing on the Switch is it has a weird way of telling you how long you've played a game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to guess that it took me the length of three Tales of Mon- Monkey Island episodes to get through. Yeah, it it didn't feel that long to me, but it didn't feel like super short either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, I know if, that's if very vague. Those, that's a very vague way to say it. If you're one of those folks that demands that games be one dollar per hour, um, this will not satisfy you, I believe. Yeah, but also it's a weird rule that you have. You should kind of calm down a little bit. You know uh, what? Something I'll say about uh, Return to Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. So we played a different game after, but I found myself wanting to jump back in like right when I finished. Yeah, me too. And the reason, the main reason for that is there, they have a thing in the options menu called the writer's cut. I love this thought. I love this thought. This is so good. I love it. I didn't even know about, I didn't have it on. So I've, so what the writer's cut is, it's basically like a director's cut of the game where there's lot there's more dialogue that was cut from the normal way you play it to kind of help the pacing of the game out. But if you want that extra dialogue, you just slap the option on and there you go. Yeah, I I am very excited to one day, probably going to give it some time, but one day go back, turn the writer's block option uh, on or off, whichever one lets them talk, because I did not have it with the extra stuff the first time. Me uh, neither. I wanted to play as as default as possible the first time around. Yeah. So when you played, did you play, uh, did you do it on hard mode or casual mode? So I played this coming right off of a playthrough of Curse of Monkey Island, which I did right after we finished our uh, episodes on Tales of Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. And in that game, there's mega monkey mode. Which is sort of, I guess, the inverse of this, where it's like the standard mode of playing through the game mm-hmm. is, or, or or the one that's written just normal, is actually a very truncated version of Mega Monkey Mode in Curse. Apparently, it was always just going to be Mega Monkey Mode, and that's the only thing that was going to be in the game. Mm-hmm. But then uh, some executives at lucas decided to say like no no no, this is too hard and complex and obtuse you need to make an easy version Mm -hmm. uh so uh, within the scope of like two days of development they just took a bunch of stuff out and then made the easy (laughs) version and then i guess that's a good way to do easy version the regular version in that game yeah, I guess that's a good way to do it. Do it normal first and then just take stuff out. I guess it's easier than bringing in a bunch of new stuff. Yeah, but I've always thought it's weird that in that case, the normal, in quotes, version is the one that had stuff taken out. And then the one that they actually developed for the entirety of development is Mega Monkey Mode. Because it was the opposite in Monkey Island 2. Monkey Island 2 had uh, Monkey Island 2 light mode or mm-hmm. like diet or whatever. Um, and that, that was not promoted as the normal version of the game in the game, but then in Curse of Monkey Island, it was. So I was already ready to go like, okay, whatever the hardest thing is, is probably the game they actually made. And Mm -hmm. then the other ones are accessibility options beyond that. Um, and so you, so you did hard mode. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
same. Yeah. And I think it's because I picked easy mode for uh, when I played through Curse, and I was like, well, I don't want to <laughs> be that Because, like, everyone else, I, I had two friends, including you, who were also playing through Curse and streaming it, and both of you did uh, Mega Monkey Mode, and I felt like a real chump playing <laughs> the, just the standard easy mode. Well, I first of all, no one is a chump for taking the easy mode in any game. It's fine. It's what it's there for. It it makes sense to do. Mm. And if you really need the accessibility uh, benefits that easy modes often have, even though accessibility modes in a perfect world should all be all the cart, so you don't need to, you know, make one aspect of the game easier just because you're having a hard time with the other aspect of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, th- that's very difficult to do sometimes so a lot of games just don't do that but yeah that said after 70 over 70 point and click adventure games from telltale uh right in my back pocket i was definitely thinking i could handle it i was definitely feeling that it would be okay (laughs) yeah the only reason i picked easy mode for curse was because i wanted to finish it and escape before return and i didn't end up doing that anyway yeah, maybe we do another one of these uh, very cash episodes whenever luck finds us some time to play Escape. I'd be down for that. That'd be great since neither one of us have played it before. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I did do the hard version of Monkey Island, or Return to Monkey Island. I don't know what's different. I assume some things that took three steps in the game probably just take one. Stuff like that. yeah. I, I had a friend who played through it on easy and he said we were kind of comparing and he said yeah there's just some stuff you like don't even have to do um is there a non-spoiler example you might have no okay <laughs> Fair enough. awesome yeah um who's who's your we don't have to do this as officially as we normally do but any character stand up anyone who might be a weekly guy I do have a weekly guy so you said we don't have segments, but I wrote down all of our segments. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did all of them. Um, and so my weekly guy for this... Mm-hmm. Hey there, this is Mitchell. Dustin's about to say a spoiler. So this is officially your spoiler warning. It will be time for spoilers when I stop talking. I'm talking long enough just in case you might have your phone in your pocket and you don't have a way of accessing the controls on your phone in order to stop the podcast fast enough. So I'll just say a few more things. Uh, One, I am a huge fan of caramel flavor candies. Like a hard butterscotch, if your grandma has one of those, I'll be your grandma's best friend. I think that's probably enough time to alert you to get your phone. So we'll head back into the podcast and when we do there will be spoilers for both return to monkey island and thimbleweed park just keep that in mind thank you i guess isn't really a spoiler since he's right there at the beginning i picked uh boy brush boy brush okay yeah i liked him a lot and i think he really is I would say that's a spoiler, actually. (laughs) Oh, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think about that. Yeah, no, I definitely actually would say that one is a spoiler, even though it is at the beginning. Cool. Um, (laughs) Bleep that one out. Well, no, you know what? I think we're we're there. I think we're talking 
I think we're, we're talking getting spoilers. into it. We're, we're we're getting there. Uh, okay. So I'll, I'll I'll bleep it. I don't know how to bleep something. I've never done that. But uh, I'll just I'll just sing really loud or something. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um. But yeah, spoiler warning. Three, two, one, go. Uh, my weekly guy is Boybrush. Okay. I think he kind of represents the heart of this game. And I think that is why I rank Return to Monkey Island so high, is all of the heart in this game. So like, let's let's talk about Boy Brush, and let's talk about Monkey Island 2. Okay. Um, because that was Boy Brush's first game, even though we didn't know that. We didn't know time. it at the time. Yeah, so Monkey Island 2, famous ending. Uh, Guybrush is fighting LeChuck, and then during the fight, the pirate world starts to deteriorate and then it just gets sillier and sillier until it's two kids two kids just playing around in a theme park yeah um that old cliche yeah and uh chucky lechuck is guybrush's older brother and then it's left to the audience to determine whether or not like okay was that real or, or did like, this game pull a fast one on me? This, did this game pull a, a gross fast one? Yeah, this has been a, a a thing people have had stuck in their craw since it came out. Yeah, and um, there's the post credit scene in Monkey Island 2, which is a very early game for a post credit scene, um, mm-hmm. where Elaine is on Monkey Island just saying, like, hey, where'd Guybrush go? Um to send the idea that no okay there was a real pirate world and and it looks like guybrush has been sent to this other theme park world um the the, what this meant you're right has been discussed and debated by a long a, a large number of people over a long period of time and we on this podcast have previously said something that i think is now proven incorrect uh, but we've previously said, no, it's clear that the pirate world stuff is real. It's just, um, LeChuck is playing a trick on Guybrush at the end. He's like hypnotizing him. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not it. It's not correct. <laughs> well, I think in a way it's partially correct. I think the way this game goes about it is... These adventures that happened are real, but so is that ending. <laughs> like, they were in a theme park. I think they do a good way of making everyone happy, unless people didn't like it. I think they might... I think they might have made everyone unhappy. Um, really? I thought it was great when I, I was... I liked it a lot, but I, for what people were saying all the time, like, since that game came out, is that I I hope it's not true that like all of the adventure was fake. It's just some kids playing. And it really is just some kids playing, as we found out in this game. Uh, this game picks up right from the end of Monkey Island 2 with young mm-hmm. Guybrush and young LeChuck. Uh, it turns out they are Chucky and Boybrush. Boybrush is Elaine and Guybrush's child. Yeah. Uh, and... The end of Monkey Island 2 is how Boybrush and Chucky 
always like act out the story of Boybrush's dad's adventure, Monkey Island 2. Yeah, I think that's a great way to do it because it is the kids just playing, but they're playing a story that did actually happen. Yeah. Or as far as we know, anyway. At least in part, like maybe a lot of it is different. That's in, one of my how it favorite really happen, happened, but like some aspect of it was real. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this whole game. Like this is when I was talking about earlier how I kind of needed some time for uh this game to sink in a little bit. This theme of the game is kind of what really made me like it. Just the concept of stories changing and unreliable narrators. It's like it's saying, yeah, these things probably did happen, but maybe not everything happened or maybe not everything happened the way you think they happened. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, they still happened. It's not saying Monkey Island 2 never happened. It's just saying what you saw was them reenacting this. Yeah. And I that's why I feel like it's a way to make everybody happy is it doesn't invalidate what happened either way. Well, I, I could definitely see that as the, the goal. I think the yeah. flimsiness of it and the lack of resolution of like, okay, well, how did that story actually end, though, if we're just seeing a reenactment, um, will upset people. And as I was coming out of the game, <laughs> I was definitely thinking like, all right. <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, it, it, it didn't bother me, but I haven't like looked at any other... And any people like I don't know what the general consensus is on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if if you look at the history of the Monkey Island franchise, especially those first two games, the first game, The Secret of Monkey Island, is about finding the secret of Monkey Island, uh, which they don't do. And <laughs> then in return to Monkey Island, they try to go back to Monkey Island to find the secret of Monkey Island, which they again don't do really. Um, and then Monkey Island 2 is about finding Big Whoop, which they, again, did not do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, all of the secrets, all of, like, the big lore stuff, it is simply not there. It's not present <laughs> in the <laughs> in, in the whole series. Yeah, which I can see people not liking, but at the same time, I think what makes it kind of fun is it's not that it's not there, it's that it's a mystery, which is, I guess isn't that much better. But, uh, I don't know, I liked it. <laughs> I, I, I like it, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here, but I'm also sort of... You can see why someone wouldn't like it. Yeah, I'm, I would not call it a mystery. A mystery has a solution that you could find. <laughs> this is an ambiguity. This is a, like, there just That's isn't true. an answer. <laughs> and it's it's not a if you think about it hard enough maybe you'll find something you're satisfied with it's a the more you think about it the the less of a answer you'll have actually uh which is right. its own fun thing i i don't think that's worthless and i don't think that's uh something that is inherently wrong or bad but it is i think a, a like like if you were i looked at return to monkey island when during the the um pre-release hype cycle of that mm. game as this a uh, 
it, it's this game that's going to come out and it's what Ron Gilbert always wanted to do with Monkey Island. Even if it's if it takes place at the end, if it takes place after 2, whichever way it works, um Ron Gilbert clearly has had this desire to like do something with Monkey Island um especially like from the theme park ending. And mm-hmm. do you think here's the question I'm lev- I'm levying at you. Do you think this is actually what he wanted to do the whole time? No. Okay. <laughs> what do you what do you think he wanted to do before? Like, how, what is it different? I can't really say what it is he might have wanted to do before. It's really hard to know. But it just strikes me as something that's like there. He's not that same person anymore. No one who worked on those old games are the same people anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel like what he wanted to do with this game would not be the same as what he wanted to do with uh, a monkey island three at the time but it is oh, what he wants to do same. now yeah, yeah and i think that's important i th- i think it's better to go with who you are now and what you're feeling now than try to like recapture what you wanted in the past yeah i i still would want to know like clearly you had something in mind though mm-hmm. and it, it, it's it's more about the curiosity of what was planned rather than like the exit of what we got yeah like i i don't think i want that mysterious monkey island 3a game that would have come out in approximately 1995 or whatever i just i, I just kind of want to know like was it really this? <laughs> was the was the end of Monkey Island two supposed to be Guybrush's kid reenacting Guybrush's adventure the whole time? Uh, yeah, if if it were like I'm just guessing, no, maybe it was, but to me, it doesn't really feel like it. Yeah, but maybe it was. It's interesting to go from Tales to this game because Tales is probably the most literal, most um kind of taking itself seriously monkey island game which is saying something because tales is full of jokes and everything um but it it does seem the most grounded in the world of monkey island whereas this game much like the uh earliest monkey island games you'll have like modern vending machines for soda and uh just all kinds of modern amenities just seep through the game and then especially mm-hmm. at the end you are again in the theme park um yeah so yeah it's interesting to compare tales to this um yeah i i i don't know because with tales lechuck was maybe the most dangerous and scary he ever was mhm and then in this game, LeChuck is probably the least of an actual threat he ever was. That is one of my few nitpicks is I kind of wish LeChuck had a a little bit more of a presence. Like he's there. He's definitely there. And I like when he is there, but he kind of is in the background. He's not necessarily what the story is about. LeChuck in this game feels a lot like a Bowser appearance in a later Paper Mario game mm-hmm. where it... Bowser's not the bad guy. There's some other bad guy. Bowser's going to be sort of a bad guy, but then Bowser joins your party or does something good for you or something. 
And then every right. single game that does that, they're like, can you believe Bowser's being cool with you for once? Like, yeah, dude, I, I've seen this like 40 times. We've done this whole we've, song. We've dance. done this a lot. Um, yeah. LeChuck feels a lot like that to me. I have a theory about LeChuck that this game Ooh. has kind of stuck under my craw that I feel like you won't like. Go ahead. I don't think LeChuck ever existed. You don't think LeChuck is real? I've seen I've seen someone else with that same theory too. Based on I wouldn't have thought that before this game, but I think this game has made me think. Um, so Boybrush, Guybrush's son, has this mm-hmm. friend named Chucky. They're hanging out all the time. They are not actually brothers, like in Monkey Island Two. Uh, they they say they are, but I guess they're just being weird about it. Um, yeah, that that's that was the first thing that I thought was kind of weird. It's like that you said you were brothers. I I guess them being brothers was just part of the story. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> they, the kids were trying to think. Okay, what would make this story crazier? Yeah, uh, and they said, "What if we were brothers the whole time?" So his name is Chucky, mm-hmm. and he's not. He can't be LeChuck's son. That would be crazy. Um, <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be wild. That'd be funny though. I would love if it turned out that down the line, Guybrush and LeChuck just hatch things up. They're like, just now they're dads. <laughs> they can't do pirate stuff anymore. But now they, their sons hang out at the park. LeChuck's uh, an old man. <laughs> I I think that Guybrush invented the character of LeChuck to give his sons friend and his son uh tools to act out their fantasies with when they're reenacting these stories Mm -hmm. if they're always reenacting these stories if they love these pirate stories so much uh boybrush says i'm gonna be uh, i'm gonna be guybrush and then chucky says okay who can i be and then guybrush says hmm you can be the lechuck you can be lechuck uh-huh and then uh and how about that he's a cool pirate guy he's like a ghost and <laughs> uh so yeah i kind of think that lechuck never existed another thing that i think is that all of the adventures take place in the 90s and uh <laughs> or, or like uh 80s or 90s the 1980s mm-hmm. or 90s so like they're going on adventures to places but they're not magical actually um and i don't know how i like that but i do think that's what the game is implying okay okay yeah because at the end at the end in the uh when guybrush goes through the the hell gauntlet and then he uh he sees all the uh what you call them the uh the lights that you need to turn off. You can read a right, plaque it, on the wall that says this theme park was created by R. Gilbert in 1989. Mm-hmm. I think that implies that like he exists in the 1900s. Not the right. 1600s or 1700s or whatever he would have existed in. Uh, which means that probably none of the... <laughs> None of the our most favorite things about it ever happened. The thing I like is, I, I mean, you're right. I don't like that. <laughs> but <laughs> what I really like about this game is you really can see it either way. Like, 
I feel like this game does a good job of not closing any doors. Because at the end of the story, even Borbrush is like, Dad, that ending sucked. What the, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. So you really, you could see it as being like a literal thing, or you could see it as Guybrush, it really is just, he wanted to one-up his, uh, his, like his son says, you're always so bad at endings. So maybe Guybrush just is bad. He's like, you know what? I'll throw this little thing in here. It turns out it was in, it was in the 1980s, and it was a big theme park, and his son's like, oh, shut up. I heard this before. Yeah, You've but done like, this one. if he said the 1980s to his son, his son would think of that as the distant future. Yeah. It, but, like, he's coming out of an actual theme park. Yeah, I mean, it could be a theme park in Pirate. We've we've seen stuff like the theme, like the theme park in Curse. I don't think yeah, it's but necessarily now out of... Now I think it's all fake. Now I think none yeah, of but, it is real. Yeah, but I I think that's the cool part is you can also not think it's fake. Yeah, if you want. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I that was what my thought. That's why, like, right when I finished it, I was like, eh, it was it was fine. The ending kind of sucked. But the more I sat with it, the more I thought about it, the more it is just vague enough about anything that it doesn't invalidate what anyone thinks of the series. Like, um, even the secret, yeah. even the secret at the end, Guybrush gets, he finds the secret of Monkey Island, uh, and you can choose to look in the treasure chest and see what it is, or you can choose not to. So and what did if you do? do? Well, what did I do? Yeah, what was, what was your first playthrough reaction to that? I looked in the chest. Okay. <laughs> I, and... I said, I said, look, if this is going to be another big fuck you ending, I'm going to look what's in this chest. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so did you not look in the chest no i of course did uh it's a t-shirt yeah. that yeah. says i found the secret of monkey island and all it was was this t-shirt at first i really hated this just because it seemed so obvious <laughs> well it wasn't like was it obvious i didn't yeah. i didn't know what it was gonna you knew it was gonna be a t-shirt before you opened it you had characters at the beginning of the game saying oh it's probably just like a t-shirt or something yeah, that's true. I probably should have. <laughs> I should have listened to them. <laughs> but what I like best about it is, it could just be Guybrush being goofy. He could just be like, "Oh yeah, it was a T-shirt, haha." <laughs> what a funny joke, right, son? My son, Boybrush, and he's like, "Mom, Dad won't tell me what the real secret was." So it's possible it was a T-shirt. It's possible it was something else entirely. Well, it... I like that a lot. Yeah. So you see the T-shirt ending and then he asks you okay what was it really and he gives you five the game gives you five options Mm -hmm. to uh, tell your kid what did you say to the kid then i told him i forget the exact wording but i picked the one where he said the secret of monkey island isn't just one thing what does that mean um (laughs) (laughs) what did what did you want that to mean (laughs) I don't know. I just like the idea of him being like it. It doesn't matter. It can it can be whatever you want it to be. It's just a, it's a part of the story. The literal what the secret of Monkey Island is is not an important thing. Don't worry about it. Um, but there are plenty of other choices there, and each one gets you a different post credit scene. Yeah, I didn't realize what did you that say at first. To him? Um, so I I chose to say. And I don't know why I was feeling this, um, but 
out of the options, one of them was, no, it literally happened exactly like what I said. Uh, and I, it literally was a t-shirt. It literally was a theme park opening out of a hell mouth into a t-shirt. It, it's a, that's what it was. <laughs> I did not exaggerate. I picked that. Um, and th- then Boybrush says, what? That doesn't make any sense and guybra says yeah you're right <laughs> you're right <laughs> that see that's why i think you can like i wouldn't take the ending to be like literally what it is because it no it I, don't, I don't either yeah but you could if you wanted if you wanted to say this was all just a theme park none of this really happened you could you could totally say that but there's enough there to be like no this is just guybrush trying to make his son laugh yeah in whatever reality exists in this game universe what probably happened i imagine is that guybrush was on he was sailing around as a fisherman um like he's, he's just got some sailing job he's like a a cargo passenger he got a job he went they had a stop by melee island and he's like oh i remember some people from there and then like that was the story and to an adult that kind of story can be like, oh, that's a pretty good story. But like a kid that wants some adventure, Guybrush is like, okay, what if there's this concept I'm going to invent called the secret of Monkey Island? And Monkey mm-hmm. Island in reality is probably just a, like, the, we got coconuts there. That's what <laughs> They we got did. monkeys. Uh, <laughs> but like, okay, what if there was a secret of Monkey Island? He's got to like dress it up. So he can't know that... He can't know what the secret is. He could never think of a good enough answer for his kid. Like his, <laughs> he says, if one of the options is it was a, it was riches as far as the eye could see, and I imagine if I were Boybrush, I'd be thinking, okay, so like, do we have that money? Why aren't we rich? <laughs> Why aren't we? Can I? Can I have some? <laughs> it seems weird to keep that from me, your son. This, this cult, this coat is old. Yeah, your coat is really old. Why do you? Uh, why do you not just buy a new coat with your fantastic I, riches? I had to root around for a coin to buy a scurvy dog. Yeah, so this is this is what Ron Gilbert and Dave Grossman really wanted to do. This is, this is <laughs> they uh, they worked hard to get the license rights back for a Monkey Island game. Mm-hmm. They worked on it for I, I think like four years after Thimbleweed Park finished. That's a lot of years. Yeah, and this is what they wanted to do the whole time. This is like okay, so there's a there's a new part of the story that needs to be told, and then they kind of didn't tell it, it which is an interesting. Oh. Wait, impulse. no, it was it was two years because after you beat the game, you have a letter in your scrapbook. Oh yeah yeah yeah, you're right. And it's, it's two years. it is dated 2020. Uh, and they say some very interesting things in that letter, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about how Secret of Monkey Island was all about um, them starting to be game developers and heading into a new and exciting career. They're Like Guybrush wanting to be a pirate is a manifestation of them wanting to be game developers. Right. And then uh, Monkey Island 2 is about itself being a sequel. Mm-hmm. And they said Tales of Monkey Island is a game about trust and trusting a new team to be able to carry on this legacy, which I thought was very interesting. 
Because I did I, not get I that at first. Was, I didn't either, and it's interesting that that is the game that's singled out. Well, I, I I guess it's because Dave Grossman worked on it and Ron Gilbert yeah. was a, a consultant for it because Curse and Escape just... Uh, totally different people. Yeah, completely different team. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It. I just thought it was interesting since that's the one we covered. Yeah. It's like, they're, they're talking about us. <laughs> that's us. I people. decided to take credit. <laughs> <laughs> We made that game, in a sense. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we t- Talking about a game and making a game is basically the same thing. More or less, More yeah. More or less, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I... Recontextualizing Tales of Monkey Island to be about trust, which is, to be completely honest, something I never would have come up with on my own, makes a lot of sense. I'm not sure I really get it in terms of like trusting another team to take on the legacy. I don't think that comes up so much, but um, more like the trust in the relationship between Guybrush and Elaine when Morgan and, comes in. So. Yeah, and Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, it it doesn't really strike me as like this is what Tales was about, but it is an interesting uh, parallel. Yeah, I guess um, LeChuck having to trust LeChuck does feel like okay maybe you felt like you could trust the curse and escape teams and then you felt disappointed by them or something i Mm -hmm. I could i could see that parallel but then they're they're just talking about how now they're in their 60s and they are just old people trying to uh remember and continue a legacy they once had and that's that's what this game is all about and i i uh yeah i feel it they bring up the phrase uh, unfinished business a couple times. Yeah, which that one throws me. Because, like, if you really had unfinished business, I don't know what it was. Like, you had to do this vague ending that contributed nothing to the... I mean, it didn't contribute <laughs> nothing. That would be... that. That's very disingenuous. That That's a, an unfair argument. I think it contributed mm-hmm. a lot to the feel of how Monkey Island went. It took a lot of the pressure off of the ending of Monkey Island 2 and put it all on itself, which is a very uh, generous thing to do for the other older games in the series. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like I wonder what that bi- business they thought was there. Maybe it was just the business of having another... Uh, go at mo- just literally returning to Monkey Island. Like whether or not it's the same story they had planned. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was. Maybe their unfinished business was just giving that some sort of resolution. Yeah, maybe more for just Gilbert and Grossman individually. Like we were supposed to make a number three and didn't. Yeah, it less like unfinished business with the story and more unfinished business with they just had to do one more monkey island i believe it i i don't i that that feels right to me Mm -hmm. um having so i sent you a youtube video last night of all the endings yeah um having had some time to think about it which of those five options that you can tell boy brush do you uh do you believe in the most 
You know, I was actually going to go back and redo my ending because I didn't feel great about the post credit scene I got. I thought, oh, that's kind of lame. Which one was the which post credit scene you get? I, it's uh, the banana on the rock. <laughs> so I I read an article about that that did not. Un- I, the article didn't understand and by extension, I didn't that the mm-hmm. post credit scene could be different every time because I didn't understand my post-credit scene, which is, uh, like, they're at a theme park and they get tickets. Yeah. He tells uh, you that's literally what happened. That's literally what happened. So they got tickets, in like, three tickets, I guess, for Elaine, Guybrush, and Boybrush. Uh, and I was thinking, like, okay, what is what are the tickets for? Because uh, I didn't understand that it was relating back to the ending. I didn't know that you could get different ones. Mm-hmm. So I, I looked up what someone said, and then they said, like, okay... Here's what you're all going to be wondering about the spinning banana ending. And I'm like, I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about at all. <laughs> I have no concept of why you're saying what you're saying. And they were just getting into like a long rambly thing of how the banana slowly uh, like leaning back and forth on the rock is an allusion to the end of Inception. Where the spinning top uh, like goes back and forth and, and it makes you wonder whether it really happened or not. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what it is? <laughs> um, I really should have written it down because I feel like I remember Guybrush like literally has a metaphor about the banana that he talk that he says to his son. A spinning banana, like a on a rock. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't remember. I remember it. him like actually saying it. I'll I'll need to come back to it I guess. so you don't maybe you don't agree that it's an allusion to the movie inception i don't know if i agree with that i but i don't know it felt nice at the time it, it felt nice telling him look the secret isn't any one thing it can be whatever you want the point is it's a fun story yeah um so i originally hated that and I wanted to go back and redo it, but then I thought about it, and I was like, no, I actually think that's great. I don't want to change that at all. But I do also really like the one where he's in the boat with all the characters. That the He says, the secret was the friends we made along the way. And then the post credit scene is him in a little dinghy, just having a good time with uh, Murray, uh, the chef, uh, a bunch of different characters. And just laughing it up, having a good time. So, okay, here's here's a little behind-the-scenes baseball, insider Ooh. baseball for the listener. Uh, we were going to record this podcast a week ago. Yeah. Um, but then I told Dustin, hey, do you mind if we take another week and you go play Thimbleweed Park? Because... I've got... I feel like I've got a lot to say about the ending of Monkey Island... Of Return to Monkey Island... Uh, I mean, the whole game, really, but especially the ending, that mm-hmm. would only make sense if you've played through Thimbleweed Park. Which I have. I just finished it literally this morning. And I was I was so hoping, and I feel bad about this, I was so hoping that once you fin- finish Thimbleweed Park, you'd be like, oh, dude, yeah, we have to talk about this with, with the context of Return to Monkey Island. But I asked, so do you understand why I wanted you do to do that now and you're like no not at all i feel like i wasted a whole <laughs> week <laughs> is it just because they're both uh stories like they're technically like it, it's someone making a world well yeah so basically the t- two reasons really 
Uh, okay. One is that, yeah, the ending of both games is very similar. Where it's revealed mm-hmm. after a, a, a long amount of time through the game, looking for a... You're looking for a... Like, physical what happened type answer to a mystery. What is mm-hmm. the secret of Monkey Island? Uh, what happened with all these murders in Thimbleweed Park? And then the answer to that is not an answer to that question. The answer to that is, <laughs> oh, it was a story Guybrush was telling the kid the whole time. Or mm-hmm. in Thimbleweed Park. Actually, Thimbleweed Park is a video game. Right. Um, so, like, the, you in both cases, this seems to be Ron Gilbert's thing now. Uh, of, like, he'll make you think about something and then tell you it does not matter that you were thinking about it. <laughs> and uh, just... That, that just seems to be a, a running trend, especially when compounded with the fact that that's kind of what Monkey Island 2 always was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now he's gone on record doing this three times. <laughs> and that's a lot more than I have. Yeah, and I, w- I would feel like if we didn't mention the fact that this is the third time he's done this in our <laughs> like covering of Return to Monkey Island, we would be presenting an incomplete assessment of the situation that's true i'm glad we finally had the nerve to say the truth so what what do you think about that what did you think about the ending of thimbleweed park in i got specific a, i'll be honest mitch i honestly like it a lot more in return than i did in thimbleweed okay i wonder if you're maybe just always going to like this ending way less the second time you see it because i liked it in uh, thimbleweed more than return interesting yeah i feel like i really liked how monkey island handled it because it felt like it didn't well i already said it you know it it keeps things vague enough but also things interesting enough that nothing feels invalidated while also having its own sort of message to it and that i really enjoyed and then here it's just oh yeah it was just a video game (laughs) well Don't, don't worry about it i i mean i don't i would not say that about Thimbleweed Park's ending. <laughs> I don't think that's how I read it. Well, you, you've you also had more time to think about it. This is just me coming off of it just right now. Yeah, you finished it this morning? Yeah, literally like a few hours ago, I rolled credits. Okay. Um, yeah, the thing with Thimbleweed Park is that Thimbleweed Park and Return to Monkey Island, but especially Thimbleweed Park, feel like very autobiographical reckonings. Of the time that Ron Gilbert worked at Lucas um, mm. on those original um, Lucas Arts adventure games. Okay, okay. Um, Ex- explain it to me. Well, much of the game is an allusion to Maniac Mansion. Uh, right. Like Dolores lives in a mansion that is pretty much supposed to be very evocative of Maniac Mansion. Right. It's Mansion Mansion. Yeah, and then. Uh, Luke, uh, Dolores herself gets a job at Mucus Phlegm Games. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's my understanding that like a lot of what was going on in the outside reaches of this game are like a lot of what was happening in the real world uh, that might have influenced some of the uh, LucasArts games. Like the, the two detectives are very Twin Peaksy. 
Twin Peaks would have come out at around right. that time too. Uh, and it, it, the way that the story talks about the town, Thimbleweed Park, um, feels a lot like this a metaphor for this dried out place that they used to live that they can't anymore because it was uh, changed by furthering technologies. And it, 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 to me, Thimbleweed Park, the city, the location, is the time they had at Skywalker Ranch making those LucasArts adventure games. Ooh, that's that's my read on it. So it, it feels a lot like a reckoning with their development of those games at that time. But it, it I think in, uh, in contrast to Return to Monkey Island, it feels like maybe a slightly more negative read on it ultimately optimistic i think both in thimbleweed park and monkey island but monkey island is like a fully optimistic like yeah that was cool wasn't it um that was a fun little story guybrush told his son and it continues into this day sort of in a way i guess uh Mm. but thimbleweed park is like oh yeah it went away didn't it it really it doesn't exist anymore um right that that aspect of my past my in this case being ron gilbert's um so i i think that that's another very interesting similarity between the two games where like the weed park feels my my take on it when i was playing through tell me if you agree with this um it it felt angry to me it felt like an a slightly angry story the whole game yeah it kind of felt I I definitely agree. I kind of I hate to say this Mitch, but I feel like that that's one of the reasons I I liked this game. I enjoyed Thimbleweed Park, but I maybe didn't enjoy it as much as you did because I know you love this game. I really do. And yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was good. I but I had nitpicks here and there. And yeah, I feel like that's that is one of the reasons why I just wasn't super enjoying like you have uh ransom the clown mm-hmm. who's uh very angry <laughs> yeah um and it fits that i i totally the the more we talk about it the more i see like how purposeful some stuff was mm-hmm. but at the time i was just like i don't care for this guy well i think that i think that's ron gilbert seeing himself a little bit mm. um, okay I mean, whenever you whenever you try to think about like what these sorts of stories mean, you might sometimes intuit more than exists about the creator. So I don't want to say like I have any insight onto how Ron Gilbert the person feels about anything, but it's hard right. for me to not imagine that like oh, they're presenting this washed up comedian that used to make people laugh and can't anymore. Um, mm. because the world around him is changing and he's changing he, he's getting older and the tastes are just changing too much uh like the, the whole game thimbleweed park is is just a, a a manifesto of like were those games even that good back in the day i thought they were you thought they were uh, but like we're not doing them anymore man things used to mean something <laughs> <laughs> And then in Monkey Island, it it, um, it 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 feels like a lot of even what's happened over the last just couple years 
that has seemed to really upset them no longer is that big of a deal. Um, and they are able to look at their legacy with kinder eyes, which I appreciate, but I also feel like, okay, but if you were angry about it, don't just, like, not be angry about it because it's more polite. Like, you know, maybe keep some anger. Maybe keep that fire inside of you. You you can, but I also think it gets to a point where it's like, well, maybe now, you know, some time has passed. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a lot between the two games, but... Uh, Enough. Like, a, a critical yeah. number of years. Maybe it's just reevaluating ones. Like, looking back, I really like that scene at the end of Return to Monkey Island. Uh, and this is an optional thing. You're not guaranteed to get this. But when Guybrush is just sitting on the bench, wistfully looking around and just being like, yeah. Yeah. Before the before the credits roll, I think that's just wonderful. So maybe it maybe it's like that. Maybe it's like well, yeah. Maybe the things we were angry about are not the most important things we should be looking back on. So maybe some of them are, but maybe maybe it's more about the good times. And this is me just pulling this out of my ass right now. I'm not trying to. No, I, seem I, I like... think that's true. Like the that scene where he's just looking into the sunlight. Um, it's hard to it's hard to definitively say what that means because it's it's just so open. But I was definitely reading like, yeah, we I did have some fun adventures. I had some great times. I'm in a great spot with my life yeah, right now. Maybe after previously thinking very recently before this. I everything went wrong. It could have been something, and it it wasn't. I didn't get the secret of Monkey Island. I really should have gotten that secret. Uh, but you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I I don't think Return to Monkey Island can happen without the analysis of Maniac Mansion and its influence in the games. The, the world of games and the games industry that Thimbleweed Park was. Mm-hmm. I, I I think it's like a, a part one and part two of a long introspective story about LucasArts adventure games. That's very interesting. I like I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't like Thimbleweed Park that much. Or you liked it a little. I, or... I did like it. I, I just had some things here and there. And you know what? I'm going to fully admit... Part of the reason I liked Return to Monkey Island more is that it just appeals to me more. Sure, I like yeah. the pirates and the adventures, and I like the cartoony style of it more. Mm-hmm. So I feel like going what, regardless of whether or not Thimbleweed Park was the better game, there was no way I was going to like it as much as Monkey Island. Yeah, I, I like the pirates, I like the cartoony, but I will say that I, I have a soft spot for uh, that specific kind of pixel art as well. Right. Uh, and so, that's, that's another thing that is that is one thing that uh i i was talking to adam about it he was watching me play like j- just a couple minutes or so and i i don't know how i feel about how thimbleweed park looks because it's one of those things where it's obviously incredibly well done it's gorgeous pixel art but i also just don't think that style they're doing is necessarily my thing yeah and i think that's part of the reason yeah. And it's nothing it's nothing against the game itself. It's it's um I I did not grow up playing Maniac Mansion 
or yeah. Zach McCracken and the Alien Mindbenders or anything like that that uses this specific like bobblehead uh, pixel art style. So it's it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Or I mean, I've seen it, but it's like nothing I've ever played before. Or really had a strong childhood attachment to, but I still yeah. kind of really dig it. I I don't know. I there's something about it that I. I like. I can totally also see it being not someone's point of view. But uh, in in the lead up to Return to Monkey Island, people were talking about the art style to Ron, and I think in one of the few interviews he did about it before he said, "Like I'm just not talking about it anymore," uh, which mm-hmm. is a fair reaction. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. It, but one of the interviews he stressed, like Monkey Island has never been pixel art. It has been low pixel density art but it's all we've always only thought about it as pixel art the only game i've ever done that is pixel art is thimbleweed park right thimbleweed park was more of a purposeful throwback yeah because like at the time monkey island was not pixel art it was like as high def as they could it be it's Mm -hmm. just as it's uh limitations of the technology they weren't i think they look great like looking we talked about it before, but I do think looking back on those older games, they do look really good. They look fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Thimbleweed Park... It, it's it's kind of like Shovel Knight, where it's like, okay, you're doing things with this game that you could never have possibly done with those older right. games. So it, it will just look better than any of those, but they were always uh, pushing the boundaries. I think Loom especially is a, a very beautiful game with incredibly um, ambitious animations that make things look 3D sometimes in a time where they were definitely mm-hmm. not. But I'm just trying to get people to play Loom. People won't do it. <laughs> I've been telling people who, like, there, there's people in my life who have taken every game recommendation I've given them. and Except Loom. Except Loom. They won't do it. I don't know. Even Cobb at the Scum Bar is done with Loom. Yeah, even he seems pretty done with it, even though he still does shout out Brian Moriarty by name, which I appreciate. Yeah, but Guybrush has to be like, come on, you know you wanna. I believe I've said this before on this podcast, but Brian Moriarty has done the best GDC talk of all time. Ooh. Um, it's called The Secret of Psalm 46, and it's uh, it was done in like GDC 2003, I think, or three or four it's a good one i recommend it nice anyway you have anything else you want to talk about <laughs> with return to monkey island or thimbleweed park or terrible toy box um, we can just talk about some uh in general notes things we enjoyed here and there i liked the new pirate leaders i thought i i really liked how the pirate leaders were more involved in the story this time yeah they, they were an interesting crew i like uh i like their tone i like what they bring to the table yeah because it is kind of interesting how in the first game once the pirate leader's out of there, never seen again. Yeah. Every, and they seem like they're such major parts of this world, and they're just not. So it's interesting. I like that they are this time, as well as bringing back the old ones. Yeah. Like in, in the beginning, in the first game, they're just like some people at a bar who heard that you want to be a pirate, and they're like, I'm going to mess with this guy. Uh, actually, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> Mm, sorry like that would be if you're at a bar today and someone says i want to be a seamstress and then you just go "Mm -mm -mm, actually i have to tell you that's okay (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I have to tell you whether or not you were a seamstress. <laughs> I don't know why seamstress is what came to mind for me. <laughs> um, You were saying when you were playing that you really liked their take on Elaine in this game. Yeah, I didn't know how it would come out because um, Ron Gilbert has famously gone against um, Elaine being married to Guybrush. He did not like how Curse was about that. Mm -hmm. And I thought that meant like, okay, whatever they're going to do with Elaine, they're going to like calm down the lovey-dovey relationship bits. And they did not at all. Um, Definitely not. But they they also did not have her that involved with the Guybrush plot. She's doing this complete other thing. Um, she scurvy is really affecting all the pirates in the world, and what she's <laughs> doing is just trying to convince people like, please, if you eat a lime, it'll be fine, <laughs> and just do it. In in, in a very uh, I don't know, it's, it's it's a little politically topical. It's a, uh, it's definitely a metaphor for something going on in the world right now. Um, I wonder what that could be. Wonder what, wonder that what that could be a disease that people have the opportunity to just inoculate themselves to, and uh, they just won't do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at, at one point, you uh, you need to get on a, a, a ship that's out there, but the people on board are like too paranoid that you could bring them scurvy somehow. <laughs> Uh, and Guybrush is like, just eat a lime, man. Uh, it's all good. But any <laughs> any attempt to convince them that limes are the cure to scurvy will make them be anti-science about it and just say, like, dude, don't try to convince me with science. I'm trying don't to get, save myself here. Don't bring your science here. in here. <laughs> you, need to, you need to go see Stan, who will then try to manipulation marketing <laughs> like he'll try to do some way to make limes seem like this thing that you just want in order to <laughs> fix scurvy i gotta have limes yeah it's a a good plot for her but also just anytime uh you run into her even though it's probably been like one or two days she's like <gasps> kybrush i'm so Kai excited brush. to see you she's always so excited and she's just, like, so in love with you the whole time. And Guybrush is so in love with Elaine. It's really heartwarming. Just continuously good. I love it, yeah. I, I, I At first I was a little... Uh, I was a little upset that she doesn't show up that often. Like, just here and there. But that really is how it is in the first couple games as well. Yeah, and at one point when you're talking to uh, the Swordmaster, who is the new... Um, the new governess of the island uh because elaine is now fully focused on this scurvy situation the, you're talking to the the sword master and she's like is elaine going with you to monkey island and guybrush says look just because we're married doesn't mean we do the same stuff i've got this secret of monkey island thing going on and elaine's focused on limes She's got this whole other lime thing she's, going She's on. got a way too involved lime thing. I don't understand the science behind it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's focused on that thing. Which is which is cool. So, like, whenever they do come uh, uh, together, it feels like two people are coming home from a long day at work. And then they're just enjoying each other's company. Talking to each other about their work. But they don't work yeah, in the same Yeah, they place. show interest. 
they show interest in one another in what they've got going on and help one another. Like she helps Guybrush at the end. He helps her with her whole lime thing. <laughs> her whole lime shenanigans. Um, <laughs> my favorite aspect of the story is that in point and click adventure tradition, as you're going around getting the stuff that you need to do the things you need to do, Guybrush is like accidentally dooming all the people around him. Uh, yeah, like like the mop tree. <laughs> the mop tree. There, there's a tree that you cut off one branch to uh, to, to get a handle for a mop. It's like a perfect br- mop handle shaped branch coming out of this tree. And Guybrush does not understand this and thinks that he needs to whittle down the entire tree <laughs> in order to get the handle for the mop. Hilarious. And not just that tree, but like all all the surrounding trees are like chopped down on fire. Yeah, there's fire. He, he really did not do it. He really <laughs> did not do a good job. Yeah, and then Guybrush just takes the the center of the tree as his mop handle, and he's like, "Yeah, and this he, is how I've always has, cut down trees." Yeah, and he has no idea what he did wrong. All the animals around him are crying, sobbing their eyes out, and he's just like, "Oh man, these something really upset these guys." <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad I got that scary tree out of the way. <laughs> no no need to thank me everybody and there's this other time that uh herman what's herman's last name herman rot tooth rot tooth rot uh he finds him at the the bottom of this like dark cave and herman tooth rot is like hey can you get me out of here and guybrush is like uh no but Maybe. i can leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah guybrush doesn't know that the thing he uses to leave will not bring herman but he also doesn't seem to Care he doesn't care either yeah <laughs> <laughs> and the... i do th- oh go ahead no so, sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna move on to another point so if you had something about this one feel free well yeah I, well there's that and then the herman toothrot and then also the um he he completely disassembles a monarchy that's been like beloved by its people and in uh power for hundreds of years on the on bermuda <laughs> which is a hugely shit take name for an island <laughs> it's a it's, it's a snowy island it's called bermuda it's interesting i never would have thought to have like a snowy cold location in a monkey island game yeah it fits though it's like a it feels yeah. like like iceland it feels if like a northern european island but it's still an island you know it's still yeah yeah there's not even any pirates here. Like, they specifically tell you no pirates allowed, and it's just this village with a monarchy. Um, yeah, and Guybrush ruins the monarchy and kind of, like, upsets their entire way of life. And then uh, there's, like, interstitial scenes where Elaine is going to the, all these places trying to do her own thing. And she's like, wait, Guybrush is here and he messed you up this much? And I was oh, I was watching those scenes and I was getting, like, my heart was sinking, like, is Elaine going to divorce Guybrush in this? I was thinking that too. I was like, oh no, I hope this isn't going where I think it's going. Yeah, is Elaine going to see all the shit that he does wrong and like completely just say like, hey Guybrush, you need to work on yourself. You are ruining the lives of those close to you. Um, I on one hand, I'm... on one hand that would be interesting, but I feel like we've done that so much on this show. Yeah. Like we had Walking Dead. And, yeah. Like, obviously, this game shouldn't have to tailor itself to us playing these games, obviously. But I still would have been a little like, okay, well, we've we've seen this. But I'm glad that it just leads up to 
even Elaine's not that bothered by it. When she and Guybrush meet up again, she's just like, well, I, I sure hope this secret's worth it. Yeah, well, well her attitude is like, I'm going to help you do whatever. You're, you and me forever, buddy. But also, you probably should think about it. <laughs> you probably should yeah, you, consider what you did. <laughs> yeah, I hope it, I hope getting this secret is worth doing all these awful things. Yeah, because it, in Guybrush's mind, like, it completely is. Everything that I'm doing is an ends that justifies the means. Um, and or, or however that expression is supposed to go. And in mm-hmm. Elaine's eyes, she's like, hey, you know what? It, I legitimately do believe you if if you think it is worth it. I just am surprised that it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and one of my favorite things is at the end, um, in the big uh, Stan's theme park part of the ending, if you talk to Elaine and tell her you got the secret, like if you opened up the chest and got the t-shirt, uh, she'll ask, uh, was it worth it? And Guyver says, I'm going to have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, good Elaine writing, I, I think. Just the whole of what Elaine does in the story. It makes me think that Guybrush is saying he did all these things and he got a talking to by his wife to maybe like sew in some moral into the story for his kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, so in case you're ever in a cave you should help the other guy get out because otherwise your mom's gonna yell at you you should maybe not cut down a tree you should cut down a tree the smallest bit at a time you can not the biggest yeah do it better (laughs) (laughs) you know what's a theory i saw someone bring up that i think is kind of nice um elaine in this game is a lot less angry (laughs) than she normally is a lot less feisty and i think it's on purpose because I really do like this point that someone said where it's Guybrush inserting Elaine, how she is now into this story that happened before. It's how he knows Elaine now rather than how she was at the time. Yeah. Or maybe even just like in, in Guybrush's telling of the story, whether or not the other games in the series were also tellings or maybe we were seeing what was happening directly. Hard to say. Um, mm-hmm. but like, if this is the one where we know it's a story, Elaine just seems wonderful. Cause he thinks she's absolutely wonderful. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like at this point in Guy Brush's life, he loves Elaine. He and Elaine are older, kind of softer. And he just portrays her in this game as he, he's crazy. He sees her as perfect. Mm-hmm. He doesn't see her as being angry with him. They love each other. Yeah. And that's great. I also like how uh, we find out that Guybrush kind of ha- the the amount of time he can breathe underwater kind of fluctuates depending on the story. Yeah, in this like one, his it's, son it's a says sometimes. Yeah, his boy brush says sometimes it's eight, sometimes it's ten. I heard you say twelve once. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently, if you stay underwater for more than eight minutes, um, you can get a secret ending. <laughs> where no one's on the bench, and it says that Guybrush is survived by his wife Elaine. They had never had any children. Yeah. I feel like if they did that in one of the earlier games, I wouldn't like it as much. But I think here in this game, it autosaves so often yeah. that you can just reload that up anyway. Yeah, I mean, that that's like the LucasArts promise, right? That uh, you, you yeah, can't you, die in these You can't games. get locked out. It, unless it's really funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like if you mix I your do medicine feel like it with alcohol works. and curse, 
Yeah. <laughs> I do think it kind of works in the first game just because by that point, you're not that far into the story anyway. So if you have to restart the whole game, it's fine. Yeah, and in that game, you in that instance, there's like the answer to the puzzle that you're in when you're solving the underwater thing. It's so obvious and you can do it so many different yeah. ways that like no one's actually ever going to spend 10 minutes there. No one's going to spend one minute there. Exactly. Un- unless they want to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, I liked... What was your favorite part of this game? Uh, like the top. What was your golden moment, let's say? My golden moment? My golden moment might be that walk with Elaine when they're going toward the end of the game. And Elaine, like we just talked about it, the, where Elaine's saying like, mm-hmm. hey, are you sure about that stuff you just did? And like, you can either be defensive or combative or... Um, you can admit that you're wrong. Like you can take that one at a time and say like, Hey, I didn't know that the secret word wouldn't take Herman with me. And Lane goes, Oh yeah, I hate it when that happens. (laughs) It's just like, they just keep going. Um, Just move on. Well, yeah. She says, look, I saved him. Don't worry about it. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I just like how that came out. I thought that was really good. Um, Mm -hmm. One other thing I like about that scene is I feel like it's a good way to kind of stay in that tradition of keeping Elaine on top, but in a way where she's more understanding. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the mm-hmm. ending of the first game where it's like, uh, Guybrush, what the fuck? I had this all under control and you fucked it up. <laughs> Here, she's still fixing his problem. She's like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Uh, but we're we're in it together. Yeah. Guybrush is clearly Elaine's himbo. She likes that about him. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's like he's dumb, but she is fine. She's like, like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I chose it. I chose a dumb one. It's I won it. <laughs> <laughs> I made my choice for a reason. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I my golden moment was the ending. I just felt like it just gave me so much to think about. I, I liked that realization. How at first I was like, oh, that kind of sucked and then just the more i thought about it the more i i think it might be my favorite ending in the whole series uh my golden moment was uh oh i thought it was the walk when dolores uh got accepted into mucus phlegm games and uh, she made a game oh we're talking about thimbleweed now (laughs) My golden moment was when Citizen Kane was in the bed and he said the rosebud, but they didn't know what he meant by it. I like I like the part where Simba goes up to his dad and he says, you gotta get up. <laughs> My golden moment was when Thanos was about to kill Iron Man, but Iron Man says, I am Iron Man, and then snaps his fingers and dies. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's pretty good. If we're doing both Thimbleweed Park as well, I think my golden moment for that was having to watch the Kickstarter video to figure out the last puzzle. I thought that was a fun, creative That was a really cool way to go about doing that. I was like, whoa, that's crazy. Oh, actually, here's one more thing for you. We didn't really discuss it, but what are the things you didn't like about Return? Um... I mean, I got into it a little bit, where, where, like, it's a lot of repeated stuff, um, and I could have stood to see like i i want a little bit more of like if we're going back to melee island and spending this much time on melee island like what other things have happened because it's a lot of the same um there there was the 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 museum i really liked though the museum was cool 
I think that is what makes me okay with it is just seeing how much has changed. Like having Carla be the new governor, I thought was yeah. cool. I liked Wally having his new shop here. They gave the voodoo um, lady a name. Yeah, I like that. It's just was it Karina? It's Karina. Her name's Karina. Yeah, I love that. Guybrush is like we've had all these adventures and you've never told me can you please i'm dying to know and she just says karina and he says like oh uh neat yeah it's a little bit of foreshadowing of why do you want to know the secret of monkey island is it gonna be that much better who cares yeah although exactly like after that moment he does start like interjecting the name karina into his dialogue as if like he's known the whole time (laughs) as if come on karina Karina. like oh you're calling me that karinster One of the endings. um, One of the endings is a follow up with the with her with Karina, the voodoo lady, Um, because in the story, she just disappears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And LeChuck and uh, oh, what's her name? What's the name of the one pirate leader? Not Lola. Is it? uh, Starts with V. Lila. Oh, oh, okay. There's Captain Morgan, Lila, and... It's not Captain Morgan, is it? No, Madison. Madison. Not Morgan. Madison. Yeah, Captain Morgan Captain Madison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's Captain Madison, Lila, and Trent. Um, But... What was I saying about them? I don't know. <laughs> I, oh, Why did oh, I the, bring the up thing the about the voodoo lady. Oh, right. Yeah, I was just saying how they come in and they steal the cupboard from her mm-hmm. uh with the secret inside and then you just never see her again she's just gone yeah, how do you get that but ending? what i don't remember how you get it but if, if you end up getting the ending that shows her return to her shop it turns out she was just out getting groceries is that the one come... where you um you use stan's keys to go back into the Hellmouth and then just sort of leave it might be one of them because even that has like a handful of different endings you can get hmm but yeah, she's just like, she comes back, she's like, what the fuck, what happened here? So I like that it wasn't, it wasn't like a big mystery or anything. She was just out getting groceries. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, um, I also really liked um, the whole part on LeChuck's ship. I think that might be my next golden, because I just like his crew. I liked You know, uh, that was LeChuck. really good. Yeah. I thought all of his crewmates had really good personalities. We see the return of uh, Apple Bob from the first game. The the ghost with the hat. Yeah. I thought that was interesting since when playing the first game, I was like, okay, well, this guy must be like LeChuck's first mate. He's the one who talks. <laughs> and, then he, <laughs> and then he just never shows up again. So it was nice to see him come back. Uh, yeah, I... I... Totally back that up. You know, that, I think that's the exception to what I was talking about. Seeing new characters like all of LeChuck's crew be fleshed out. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of new parts, pun. but I think, I do think the new things in it are very good. Yeah. Like them. I think the pirate leaders are good. Um, you know what I almost put down for my golden moment is the whole story uh, subquest you can do with the chums. Oh, yeah. Where you're, you're, uh, you try at first to just retell the story of episode three of tales well you can a lot of the choices there are different but you can choose to tell yeah layer of the leviathan obviously that's the one i went with yeah i i wanted to do that but like 
they don't like it that much because they're like, oh, manatee, that's not very piratey. You should change it to a whale. Well, and then you well, have an no option one, to no say one, whale instead. Yeah, none of them know what a manatee is. If you tell the story to them, they're like, what is a manatee? I don't understand. I don't get that <laughs> reference. So he's like, oh, yeah, the pirate leaders even tell you. They're like, look, no one knows what a manatee is. Just say whale. People know what a whale is. Uh, yeah, I thought that was cool. Not only that you can reference tales like that, but it does kind of play into changing up the story that's being told. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thought it was fun. I thought it was fun finding the people who knew yeah. and having them give you new uh, advice. It foreshadows it, having to change the story so people will like it, uh, which he uses on his son later. Yeah, exactly. Um, Clever. One little tiny thing I like. There's really isn't that many references to curse in here. Like, the most references to curse and escape are in the scrapbook. Yeah. Which is a cool thing. I like the scrapbook. I mean, the, the last thing implication I, of curse is just the marriage, right? Yeah. And then escape. Mm-hmm. I guess that is anything. a big one. Yeah. But one tiny little reference to curse that was in there was um, Guybrush saying Papa Pichu. Yeah. Yeah, he still says Papa Pichu. Yeah, it's just what he says when he gets hurt. He touches the thorn plant on Terror Island. He goes, ah, Papa Pichu. And I was like, oh, he said it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, I I think the only things I didn't care for in this game, uh, to get back to the question I actually asked, mm-hmm. um, and, like, none of these are deal... I don't think any of these are, like, major issues I have, just little things. It is a little easy, like, even on the hard mode, I don't think there was more than, like, a couple puzzles I was, like, really stuck on. So did you use the hint book? I used it a couple times. I used and it I a couple times, were... too, and I'm, I'm wondering but if I, I just, rarely like, ever needed it. if I didn't use those, would I think that, like, even with the addition of three puzzles I kind of bypassed using the hint book, would I think that it's much harder? Because three puzzles can, that can be hours if you just don't understand the puzzle. Yeah. Um, and I, it, it gave me a lot to think about with um, accessibility modes because mm-hmm. that is clearly a good thing to have in the game altogether, right? Mm-hmm. If people are stuck for days and days and days, that's not fun. But alternatively, if, if someone, I don't want to say someone like me, but like if someone who has a pretty good grasp on how these point-and-click adventure games work, and, you know, given enough time, I probably could weasel it out. Um, if I just have the book there in the upper left-hand corner of my screen the whole time, I'm going to, I will click it when I don't have to. And I think the argument of like, well, it, it doesn't affect you if it's there, if you don't want to use it. I don't know. I, I didn't really want to use it, but I was, I was so tempted. You to were use tempted. It. It's so easy to just do. Yeah. And you really want to move things along. Yeah, I wish I could have... I wish the voodoo ladies, uh, like, when she was going to give you the book, she just said, hey, do you want this? If you come back, I'll give it to you anytime you ask for it. But but you, can, you don't have to take it. You don't have to take it. Because having it in your inventory, I think, personally, very slightly, not the biggest deal. And I'm, I'm, very, I, I'm very happy it's in the game for those who want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think it did lower the quality of my experience just a little bit because I, w- I would have liked to be stumped for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, because I feel like there's, it's very rare in this game to get a 
puzzle that really stumps you for that long. I think it's the and easiest I, Monkey Island by far. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. It really just depends on who you ask. But it is something that I I did notice it. Like, I did have that thought going through it. I was like, this really isn't that hard. Yeah. But I don't know if I would prefer that over being too hard, you know? Like, would I... Ha- would it being too easy be a better, more fun experience than just being totally stuck? I think so, yes. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad Thimbleweed had that hint hotline too i feel like i got stuck way more in thimbleweed than i did in return like by far i think i think that hotline is a better system than the book just to always have the book in your inventory i think it's a little excessive i kind of agree i don't think it's i it's it's really hard because i do think the book is good like you said for people who need it but yeah, it just does make it so tempting. And this isn't even a hard game, even with the hint book. But mm-hmm. it would have maybe given it a little more challenge than it ended up having. But uh, this is just like a nitpick. I don't think, I don't think, oh man, my experience would have been so much better without that hint book. Or if it was harder. Um, but I can see some people also not liking that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I really want it to have been harder. I just want... My, I just wish I wasn't tempted by that hint book because yeah. I could have done it. I, I don't know why I was like rushing to get to the answer. It's just when you're having a hard time and then you know that you're just three button presses away from figuring it out. If you like go in that direction, it it becomes it's more than just tempting. It's like, well, OK, I'm doing it inefficiently if I don't just read the hint book. Yeah. Yeah. So I really tried to resist the hint book as much as I could. I forget what puzzles it was, but I did look at it a couple times. That said, the hint book itself is really great. It's very detailed. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's very like context sensitive. You won't get stuck with it if you want to use the hint book to the degree that like you you can. It's it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, I think that's so good about it is. It'll give you like just enough hint that to kind of push you in the right direction without spelling out the whole thing, mm-hmm. which is perfect. Because sometimes I did just need that little push. Um, one, one other minor gripe is that I think mm-hmm. the uh, the context sensitive verb system. Um, I think I think it might even be a little bit less satisfying for me than what Telltale's point and click adventures typically did, where it's just a click uh, mm-hmm. because what I want to do is use the horse armor on everything. <laughs> um, and I want to hear Guybrush explain to me every time. Mm, I don't think that ice sculpture needs any horse armor. Um, yeah, I, I get that too. You can't really even like do that in this game. Yeah. In like, this game, if it, just, it gives you like a circle with a line through it. Like, no, you can't. That doesn't yeah, go. And that, that makes it less frustrating, but it does leave less room for experimentation, mm-hmm. which is a double-edged sword because on one hand, I told you the friend I was watching play Curse, he was just like trying everything with everything. And on one hand, that's cool. You have that discovery. On the other hand, it can also be very frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> Going through literally everything. It makes me wish Guy. I heard Guybrush say, mm, no. <laughs> just a little bit more often than I actually did. I don't think I heard him say it that much in this game. Because anything I, I, I could f- do is, like, valid. 
Yeah, I feel like there's a balance to it. I feel like Curse does it too much. I feel like Curse was like, Guybrush is saying no to, like, everything. Yeah. Um, but, um... Tails, though. Tails, Tails is pretty good. I, I think that yeah. style... I, I think maybe they... Ter- the terrible toy box people think that's too far of, like, it's just one button to click. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that kind of just felt like what Return became after a while um it's just a little yeah. bit more complicated than that i kind of just one like thing the tail system more than anything i think yeah one thing i did like about it was i like that it wasn't just hover your mouse over a thing and it'll say the name of the thing i like that everything in the game gives you guybrush's thoughts on that thing mm-hmm. that i think that it maybe doesn't make up for it in gameplay, but I feel like it kind of makes up for it in character, at least. So you're still getting Guybrushes saying something about basically everything. Do you have a favorite uh, new you, character? Favorite new... Well, I said Boybrush, but they they are all really good. I really like LeChuck's crew. Yeah, I was going to say his first mate, who, whose name I forget. Iron Rose. Iron Rose is really good. Do you think she had a thing for LeChuck? Yes. Do you think her whole thing was, boy, I'm really into this guy, but I have a feeling it just ain't going to happen. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's less romantic and more like, okay, I was once very inspired by what you're saying, and now yeah. you're not very scary, which is kind of a reflection of how this game feels like the, the <laughs> I think she's the art style critic that shouldn't be talking to Ron. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell Ron. Iron don't Ron. tell Jeez. Ron that LeChuck looks less scary when he's all. Haven't cute. you been listening? <laughs> I guess Iron Rose hasn't been listening to my podcast, which is a bummer. Uh, I made it for her. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, LeChuck. Mm-hmm. I. It's hard for me to get past his new voice, and and, and it's look, not. It doesn't look like him to me. I I think he he looks cool. I think. The thing with LeChuck is he changes so much as it is that it doesn't really bother. I think it looks like his design in two, but more expressive. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I think making him more expressive is good. But it's just so hard for me to get past that new voice he has, even though I love the guy doing his voice. Huge fan of Jess Harnell. He's one of my favorite voice actors. But Earl Bowen was just like the perfect voice for LeChuck. Like, it just fit him so well. And it's not Jess Harnell's fault. He does a great job, I think, in this. But in the back of my mind, I'm just always like, he's just not perfectly tailored for this character in the same way. And that's fine. You can't have the same guy voice the same character forever. Mm -hmm. But it does kind of weaken his impact a little. But, like, his writing was on point. He was, I still liked every time LeChuck was there. Um, speaking of LeChuck, this kind of segues into my potent pickup. Okay, yeah. LeChuck's Diary. That's a good one. That's my favorite pickup in the whole game. Because not only do you can you keep it the whole time, it's so full. It's so full of pointless journal entries that are just there for fun. Just there to read. But it also goes a long way of giving a little more dimension to LeChuck's character. In LeChuck's mind, he's just a regular guy. Like, his diary articles are like, all right, well, I'm starting up a diary. I guess let's see where this goes. 
Uh, Iron Liz was giving me the business today. Uh, I keel-hauled my whole crew. Uh, you know how it is. Boy, and I really like how on one page he'll be like, Guybrush thinks I'm his mortal enemy. The truth is, I don't care about Guybrush. Guybrush is nothing to me. And then, like, two pages later, here's the top ten reasons why I hate <laughs> Guybrush 3. <laughs> I, I thought it was a very funny way of giving LeChuck a little more to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was a good one. I don't think I have a potent pickup. Um... That's fine. I kind of got that, too. Like, a lot of them are just, you know, four puzzles. There's, I mean, I love fine. the horse armor. Did you find out the one thing you can use the horse armor Absolutely on? Absolutely not. Tell me right now. Elaine at the very end. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> you can show Elaine right at the very end of the game your horse armor. What does she say? Okay, Guyver says like, uh, I had my horse armor with me the whole time. And I forget Elaine's exact words, but she says something like, uh, Guybrush, the horse festival was next week. And Guybrush <laughs> is like, oh, <laughs> Damn, that sucks. That sucks so good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, great. I love that. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, but overall, I really enjoyed Return. I still put Tails over it just because I feel like Tails spoiled me on some things. Like, I just think the actors do just a phenomenal job in Tails. And I feel like they do a great job here. But I feel like the story isn't maybe suited for them to go as big as they do in Tales. Yeah, I think that I would. Adam asked me because he was impatient about waiting for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Adam asked me, "Okay, so how do you how do you feel about it?" And I told him I really liked it. I do think it's not my favorite Monkey Island game. I think two is, and it's not mm-hmm. my favorite Terrible Toy Box game. I think Thimbleweed Park is, but. It's great. I, I think people should just play it. People should find out how it yeah. is. Uh, they were saying that they built it designed for any new person to Monkey Island to just be able to get the exact same amount of good time vibe out of it. And you know what? I don't believe them. <laughs> I, I simply don't. Okay. Uh, do you? I don't. Uh, I think you um... need the context of two at least yeah for that beginning i think you at least need to play one and two i would say are very important yeah like personally i think you should play all of them beforehand but you don't have to just one and two i think you do have to yeah i guess in in following up our our discussion on like what the unfinished business is one two and return certainly do make a trilogy yeah Mm -hmm. and in that way kind of curse escape and well, maybe Escape and Tales feel like another trilogy of uh, maybe slightly more serious, even though they are very cartoony, um, Monkey Island games. I, I think that is another reason why Tales is still my favorite, is it really is the one time it's a Monkey Island story where you take it really seriously, uh, dis- despite its jokes and such. It just did so much that I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and I, I already went into all of that, but... Return doesn't quite have those things. And to me, those are like big, cool things that I really enjoyed. Um, But I feel like what's there in Return, I think back to both it and two. And as much as I love two, I feel like I respect. Well, maybe respect isn't the right word because I do respect what two did as well. I 
I got more heart out of this one, and I really liked that. Um, it just made me feel good in a way that 2 didn't necessarily do. Not to 2's detriment, 2's wonderful, but Return just gave me a feeling that I didn't have with any other Monkey Island. This game has made me so excited for the third Terrible Toy Box game, which is a slightly veiled complaint, I, I would say. <laughs> like, that this isn't the one that I was hoping this company would make. Which is sort of true, but not really what I mean. It's, um, like, looking at Thimbleweed Park, it was like, oh, we can't do the stuff that they, we wanted to do anymore. And it makes me feel a certain way. It makes me feel this way. And then they present the game as an uh, expression of their feelings. And it's mm-hmm. it's um, it's like really long and deep. It's the longest and deepest point and click adventure in this style that I know of. And I really yeah. like that about that. It's it it feels the most ambitious out of any point and click adventure coming from like this group of people. Uh, and yeah, I can agree with that. Return is like, oh, we actually can do the stuff. I, I lied before. <laughs> With the, they, <laughs> they're going to let us do Monkey Island. I, I The whole time I just had to ask, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and they, uh, they're they able to do it. And I, I'm hoping that like their third game is a little less like constrained by those feelings. And that mm-hmm. m- maybe those feelings are what was fueling them the whole time. So it could be a bad thing that they're gone. But, like, it, it seems like, okay, you got it out of your system. What do you do now? Can you make a game that is as forward-thinking as the aesthetics of Return, but as deep and as large and interesting and, and like, ambitious as Thimbleweed Park um, without it needing to be a reflection of your time at Lucasfilm? Because now you have this whole new company that you have a bunch of memories from. Um, yeah, yeah what would that game look like and also would it have an ending that isn't bullshit (laughs) would it have an ending that is like (laughs) an ending to the story that was told (laughs) i guess we'll just have to wait and see we'll have to wait and see i'll back it if they kickstart it i'll i'll do it i'm i'm a huge fan even though i think a lot of what we've we've talked about today was critical um or or at least on my end it did sound it felt like i was sounding critical i love this game i love both of these games Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i loved one a little more than the other but it sounds like that's you love one more than the other as well yeah i think that's fair (laughs) i guess that's how opinions on things work that's just how we'd be thinking sometimes that's just how we'd be feeling it's just how we be feeling. So, Dustin, I think that's been our very special episode on Return to Monkey Island. Uh, Thank you. Seven out of ten? Uh, <laughs> the game or the podcast? No, probably the podcast is way lower. Uh, no, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, it's a really good game. I, I uh, recommend it to anyone, I would say. Although, yeah, I, I do think you probably should play one and two first. Uh, yeah, you and can still the not, thing is, if you want, the thing is, one and two are so easily available, and they're usually pretty cheap. And the special so. editions are quite good. The yeah, special edition so of two don't... is my favorite look a Monkey Island game has had. So, you know, yeah, I it's so good. I I think two. I do think it might be my favorite way a Monkey Island game has looked as well. Yeah, my my order would be two special edition, then tails. 
Um, then, like, parts of one special edition. Right. Yeah, one... You know what? I will say... <laughs> I was watching a video of someone playing uh, the special edition of one after playing uh, Return... I got I it makes me like the one remake a lot less. Oh really? Yeah, not anything against it, but I just think like I much prefer like the wacky environments and the cartoony characters of Return more than not very good <laughs> uh, special edition one. Even though special edition one, I don't want to slag off the work put into it. Obviously, it had a lot of talent and effort put into it, but. You know, they got I the hang really of like it for special way. edition too. They 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 figured Definitely. out what they were going for. Yeah, so you know, it's I I can't rag on one that much. They figured it out. They figured it out. Yeah, um, you know, it's one other last thought I had okay. before we wrap it up. Last one on the subject of the difficulty. Mm. I was gonna say this when we were talking about uh, the difficulty of the game, but I forgot. Um. I will say, if it were harder than it is now, I probably wouldn't want to immediately jump back into it, mm. which I do. I want to jump back into it and do the writer's uh, cut and see what all I missed. But I feel like if I had a harder time with it, I'd be like, I'll give it some time before I do that. But here I'm like, no, I'm fresh. I'm ready to go, baby. It would be so funny if it's just one line. <laughs> they They, like, change... There's a part where a character says whom, but it's supposed to say whomst. <laughs> there, there's, there's an option in the options menu for Thimbleweed Park uh, for mm-hmm. changing which way the toilet paper faces in bathrooms. That's right. So they would go for it. <laughs> I like dumb little things like that. Yeah, it's good. Okay, well, thank you for sharing your birthday minutes with me. It went a little longer than expected, but I'm really happy that we've been able to talk about what might be the end of Monkey Island? I would not be surprised no. if this is the last game ever. Well, that's funny you say that, because Ron says he would be very surprised if it was the last game ever. He said he and Dave did an interview before the game came out, and I guess the interviewer brought up how originally the website said uh, the conclusion to the Monkey Island series, and both Ron and Dave were like, no, we, we don't know where that came from, and definitely it will not be. Hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Would you want one yeah, starring give, Boy Brush? I would love, I was thinking exactly that. I was thinking it would be, even if it wasn't starring him, the ending of Return sets up that they're going to go on an adventure together. So I feel like you could even just start a new game there, have them going on their adventure with Boy Brush, their first real adventure with their son as a family. Would it take place in the 2020s? Who knows? Who cares? Weird to think about. All right. (laughs) Well, I'll talk to you next time, Dustin, as we head into our regular uh, schedule again when we jump into CSI. Deadly Intent, I think it's called. Oh, my birthday gift is late. Did I I remember the right one? CSI Deadly Intent. I think it's Deadly Intent. What's the fourth one? Uh, CSI... uh... A toe gets stepped on. <laughs> a bug gets crushed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It is de- Deadly Intent. The next one after that would be Fatal Conspiracy. But we're doing Deadly okay. Intent uh, about two weeks from now. I can't wait. I I can try. <laughs> I can try waiting. But I'm not going to be happy about it. 
uh jumping into a csi game is like jumping into a a pool full of garbage you can swim <laughs> but but you don't really want to well swimming's fun regardless of how it smells okay i'll talk to you That's next true. week <laughs> so long Bye.